0: Welcome to Grind, Grind, Sell, Sell, Elevate, Elevate, with your host Tizer Evans, a podcast dedicated to bringing you the top minds in all areas of business, entrepreneurship, sales, and leadership. Let's elevate together. All right, thanks everybody for joining my Grind, Sell, and Elevate. This is your host Tizer Evans, and I'm here with Carrie Schwer. Carrie, thanks so much for joining me today
1: thanks for having me super excited to be with you today
0: yeah well I'm I've enjoyed our offline conversation so far so you're the founder of a great tonic you're an author of a very successful book or executive lifestyle coach so you got a lot of different uh, modalities I feel like you kind of operating in which all of which I love because they're all about impact and service it feels like to me but if you could um, introduce yourself
1: yeah thanks so much yeah I'm Carrie schwerer and I like you said I, I'm an executive lifestyle Coach. What I really do, that's my title. Who cares about that? I really empower men and women, primarily men. I work with a lot more men than I do mm-hmm. women, um, but really helping them through the gray areas in their life, ones that are living in complacency and mediocrity. They check all the boxes of success, but yet there's something mm-hmm. missing that's deep inside them. And, you know, I started my business primarily around gray area drinking the space between socially drinking and severely abusing. But what I found over my almost four years now in business is that it's not about the drinking, just like it wasn't for me. It was something much deeper. And uh, that's what I helped them find is this deeper fulfillment and the purpose that they're looking for, because you get to a certain age and you're like, really, is this all there is to life? Because if so, this isn't all that great. Like I must be missing something. So I helped them find that whatever's missing that's what i get to do it's really fun
0: it sounds like a lot of fun i mean be able to help people find you know their why i guess to to a certain degree right and and help them have a more fulfilling life i'm i'm curious um i want to well i'm i know a little bit but i want to hear you kind of talk about it but, you know, one, I, I want to hear about the name because I'm really fascinated about this great area because when, immediately when I heard it, I was like, oh, my God, that's that's incredibly yeah. ingenious. But then also a little bit about your story, what got you into that area and then what pivoted you to change?
1: Yeah, thank you. So I found myself drinking too much in 2014 to 16 and really contemplated my relationship with alcohol. I went the traditional route of going to a 12-step program, AA. And while the program was amazing, provided a lot of good tools and, mm-hmm. and tips for me, it wasn't a good fit. I never identified as being an alcoholic. Um, I never found myself severely abusing. Was I drinking too much? Yes. Was I severely abusing? No. And so for me, it was not a good fit. I left the program. I worked, I was alcohol-free at that at that time, of course, but there was, again, just like my ideal client that I explained, that was me. If from the outside world, people would say, wow, she's got it going on. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. here. I am working at Porsche, making great money, drive a nice, drove a Porsche, live in a nice house, been married for a long time. Great guy, great kids. You know, wow, she's got it made. No, that's not how I felt at all. I was really, really sad inside. I didn't have a whole lot of self-love or confidence. I didn't understand the meaning of why I was even here. I really struggled with all this baggage from my past, I was, um, had quite the childhood. A lot of things happened, what I said to me. Now I say what happened for me, but I really carried around this, this victimhood-ness, if you will, mm-hmm. this badge of honor of like, this is why I do what I do because of this happened. And I, wor- I ended up working with a coach and he really changed my life. He planted three seeds for me during that time. And he said, you know, Carrie, I really think someday, you have what it takes to be an amazing coach yourself. And I think you're going to start your own business. And I think you're going to share your story with the world. And I was like, no, no, and hell no. And what kind of crack are you smoking over there? Cause that's never going to happen. And little did I know that he was right. And that's what a good coach does. A coach sees well into the future. They can see things that you cannot see. And he saw the potential. Mm -hmm. And so what his role for me during that time was for, to build my self-confidence, for me to find myself love, for me to find my footing in life, for me to find fulfillment and purpose. And so when he said those three things to me, it didn't seem like a reality. It didn't seem like it would be possible for me, but I always had some sort of deep knowing inside that I was meant for something great. I just didn't know what. So fast forward, um, couple things happened. I was going to start a small group at my church. It didn't work out. I left the church over it. Um, my girlfriend called that same day and said, I don't know why you're allowing the church to dictate you what to do. Just start something on your own. And I was like, yeah, I'll show that church. I don't need them. And that's literally how my business got started. And at that point I heard the term gray area drinking on a podcast from a guest. And I fell in love with the the whole concept of this gray area. And I thought, you know what? That's that's been my life. I've been in a gray area ever since I was seven. Mm. I just always had this, this unsureness about why I was here, what the purpose of my life was, and just never felt complete and just living. Like it was never terrible except for when I was a you know teenager, but it never was good. and never felt like it was great. Even though I had what other people thought would be, it should make me happy. Like I should be happy. Why am I not happy? And of course the drinking was a big piece of that. So that that's honestly, that's how the name great tonic came to be. So tonic, as we know is a, you know, everyone thinks right away, a mixer for gin, right? Gin and tonic. But if you look the word up in the dictionary, Tizer, it actually means, um, besides medicinal drink, it means a strengthener, pick me up, boost, invigorate, um energize it means all these amazing words and i thought you know what that's exactly what i want to provide to those that are in the gray area and that's how gray tonic got its name so i really focus on uh, on really helping men and women who are stuck in those gray areas particularly you know people that are closer to my age i'm in my 50s so you know we get to we get to your 50s and you're like what the heck now like Mm-hmm. What now? You know, it's it's almost like you know you work so hard to get to this point and you have success, but you know what's the point of being here? So that's really who I I focus on working with.
0: It, you know, it, this carry this resonates with me. This uh, what you've been working with your clients with because although I, I'm I'm not there yet, I'll tell you just a quick story. Why it's relevant is because I set um, in high school. I'm sure that a lot of people do this, but we did time capsules, right? Yeah. And, right. And so, really cool. Eighteen. I'm trying to envision my life. I come from a small town of five thousand people, three stoplights, not a lot going on. A lot of farmers, ranchers, a lot of wine. Um, yeah. Right. I, I came from Sonoma, and and so I remember putting down. I wanted to live by the beach. Wanted to have a dog. I wanted to have a sports car. And I wanted to make a lot of money. That was like I thought if I could just. Figure out how to make six figures, have a house by the beach, have a sports car, and have a dog. Like, holy yeah. shit, my life! Then, I, then I have made, right? made it. I have made it. You know, and that's because yeah. my, my mom had me when she was young, and so come from uh, humble beginnings. You know, she was nineteen, and 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 trying to find her way, and 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 you know, and uh, people knowing this that there's there's people dealing with, throughout. Both sides of my family dealing you know, with addiction issues and and trying to get life straight, you know, when I was a little person and whatnot, and so, but as so I just thought that that would be it for me, and then I remember I took my first big you know job as an insurance agent. I'm a year into that, and I'm living in Oceanside, California. I live three blocks from the beach. I had a dog, and I drove a two seater sports car, and I was making six figures, and I kind of like hit me, and I was like, I'm twenty five, I did it in seven years, you know, but then it kind of like left me like with a void over the last, I mean, I would say from 25 to really probably 33, I was just completely lost with like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Holy shit. Maybe if I just keep climbing this ladder and I keep making more money, something's going to change. I'm going to feel differently. And the more money I've made, I've never felt different. Right. And so I think you're getting to a lot of people. It doesn't matter if you're an executive, if you're making $2 million or $200,000 or $2,000, like you can still need to have a greater sense of purpose in your life. So can you walk us through that? Because I think a lot of people, whether they're making 40000 or $400,000, we are all going through the same shit. We just don't realize it.
1: Yeah, well, everyone has this mindset. I shouldn't say everyone. That's a very generalized statement. But most people have this idea like you did. Once this happens, then that will happen. It's right. the cause and the and what And what most people find is it's never about the money. It's always about the impact and the purpose or how you feel inside about yourself, because we are all designed to give. We are all designed to be of a blessing to someone else or to, um, to provide, you know, hope for others, let alone ourselves. Like we're designed to give and receive love. That's just who we are as a human race, right? We, we don't, (laughs) we don't see that in today's world for sure, which is. The reason why we have so many problems let's be right. honest there's there's sure. a lot of darkness going on right now mm-hmm. and so for me i knew that there's there was something bigger and greater and i wanted to be able to find that for myself and and i think i think for me and a lot of people who find themselves in that situation is they're not allowing life to start dictating the terms anymore they're starting to see like i've been letting life dictate the terms and now whether or not they're entrepreneurs and they're successful or not, it's like, there's still something missing that they cannot control. So they're trying to figure out what that is that they're searching for, that they've been trying to control. And for some reason now they can't control it because they don't know where the right place is to look for it. So this is frustration that sinks in, you know, they've been very uh, good at controlling their, their situation and their success, but Now they have the so-called success or what society dictates as success. Mm -hmm. So then why aren't they happy? They said, if they only had this, then they would be happy. So why aren't they? So it's this frustration that really kicks in for a a lot of these leaders and these, you know, it doesn't matter again, how much money you're making, but most of my clients are, you know, they're well-to-do. They have made a successful life for themselves in terms of having the house and the car and the wife and the kids and the husband and the business and all the things all the things but that deep right. fulfillment inside isn't there because it's much it's much bigger than than all the the material stuff it's how they feel about themselves it's how they feel they're contributing to the world you know and what i think everyone listening you included and and you know myself i know for me when i'm in a position where i can give to others or i can serve is when i feel the best yeah you know, there's something about that, you know, even like you have dogs, I have a dog. When we are with our animals and they we're giving to them, we're feeding them, we're loving on them, we're petting them, and then they can feel that energy back. There's nothing greater, no greater feeling that that energy that we have with our animals because it's genuine. There's nothing that we're demanding of them and say and vice versa. We just want to be there for each other in love. And I think ultimately that's what we all want and we struggle to find it yeah so that's yeah i I agree
0: and and the the dog is such a great analogy because i always look at you know what's dog backwards right
1: yeah exactly. uh,
0: right and because but but the beautiful part about the dog is a great analogy for giving because when you give to a dog what is it like it doesn't expect anything that's right like, and or I should say, when it gives to you, it doesn't expect anything in return, right? Yeah. So it's completely selfless. Um, w- when you start working with a client and you can tell that like there's underlying, um, fulfillment is completely missing, right? And, and I get it like that. So it doesn't matter if it's drinking or if it's a little bit of a, you know, Mary Jane and we're doing a little psilocybin or microdose, it doesn't matter what we're doing. Oh, right? yeah. We're, we're, just, we're all just trying to get a little kick. Alter state of consciousness, to feel a little different, to feel alive a little bit, right? And so yeah. what can we start to do to do exercises to draw out what that fulfillment or passion would be for us if we're in that kind of gray area?
1: Yeah. Well, that's a really good question. Well, first of all, they're you're they're doing all those things because they feel less than, or they feel defeated or, or depleted or deflated. You know, we can say all those words. That's the reason why people reach for something. They're reaching for something because they don't want to feel any pain. This is when we, you know, we're either chasing a feeling or escaping a feeling, which is why we do the things that we do that are quote unquote, not great for us. So how do we, how do we switch that around? Well, number one, it is mindset and we can look at a situation like a problem, for example, we can look at what is perceived as a problem, but then we can turn around and look at it as what's the opportunity here? What's the Mm. blessing? What's the learning? What's the gift? What's the setup? So a lot of it has to do with perception. You know, 99% of what I do with clients is mindset work. But then another huge piece of what I do is all about habit disruption and creating new habits. And our habits, what we do on a daily basis does dictate our destiny. I mean, if you look at somebody, my son, for example, my younger son, he's a, um, avid bodybuilder. He competed in a show. You saw him out on the street. You wouldn't have to ask what he does, you know, without even asking, oh, he goes to the gym. Oh, he watches his diet. He's very disciplined. You don't have to know anything about him outside of just looking at him and making some clear assumptions. Like this is a person that takes his body seriously, that spends a lot of time in the gym, right? Well, you can look at your own life and see how your daily habits are dictated or have dictated how you're living because it shows up. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you're tired and you're grumpy, you're not taking care of yourself. If you're, you know, if your marriage is failing, you're not taking care of yourself. This always comes back to what are you doing to fill your cup? What are you doing to pour energy into yourself first thing in the morning? So a lot of what I do with my clients is really set them up for success. We look at all those areas, but I give them a plan of success and it's going to differ for every single person. You know, not everybody's going to be up at five o'clock and go to the gym for an hour, you know, no way. Maybe they want to not work out at all. Maybe it's like gonna be two walks around the block with their dog a couple times a day and and that counts, right? So everybody's different, but you know, good things like drinking water, eating healthy, journaling, um, having prayer meditation time, um, doing things that fill their cup, like cold showers is another one that I give a lot to my clients, like ending Mm -hmm. your shower with cold water. There's something really magical about doing that. Cold therapy in itself is really, really good for you. And it energizes you. You know, moving your body changes your state of mind. So we work on a lot of disruption, and I have a lot of tools that I teach them. You know, if they are battling something in their head, if they're really struggling with something or they really want to do something, but they know they shouldn't, it's cognitive dissonance. You know, how do I move them out of that state? It's trying to move them from what I call a protective state into an expansive state. How do we move them out of this fight, flight, or freeze response into a more calm, relaxed state of mind? So there's different tools. Breathwork is one of those. I'm a big advocate Mm -hmm. for breathwork. So those are a lot of the things that I work with my clients on, but you know, let's face it. Life is life. There's things that pop up all the time. You know, you might have an employee or a subordinate or a coworker that's really getting under your last living nerve and you got to deal with it. So, how do you do that composed how do you do that without reacting and you know instead you need to respond so responding versus reacting really controlling controlling the emotions because our emotions and our feelings is what drives action so how do you how do you do that without snapping at somebody for example you know so that's really what i spent a lot of time with them on
0: sorry i've, I've got a uh, texas state bird in my uh, office
1: oh uh, nice. mosqui- a mosquito so, oh gotcha <laughs> yeah, what? it's
0: just looking i was like god damn this guy's gonna this guy's <laughs> gonna get me sorry everybody um no you know what what i i mean you hit on so many different uh key points there as far as changing your state right yeah and, and that's where a lot of it comes in and i think for me, as I, I like to consider myself to be a high performer, whether that's true or not, I guess is a, you know, a little bit subjective, but, you know, I have to get into a certain type of flow state every morning to be able to go for me, you know, being a salesperson into battle. Right. And so that's how, that's how I really look at it. I really look at a war. I mean, more with myself than anything else, you know, like, am I going to show up to be the best version of me? And so that starts with having discipline because I'm a huge fan of Wim Hof. So you know, oh, I, love it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm i I do um uh, I do breathing exercises uh with his app right after I do my meditation. And then I finish every day on the shower the last two minutes in cold water.
1: Awesome. And gratitude's a big piece of that too. I forgot to add in, but I love that you do that. That's amazing. It feels great, right?
0: Well, it feels good. Right. Cause people don't really, and I didn't know this, which is crazy. I feel even like I didn't even have to say this. Maybe there's another pe- person like me that just was uneducated. I did not realize that your skin's the largest organ yeah. in the body. Yeah. And so I was like, when it hit, I was like, Oh yeah. Right. So you know, just how the cold water helps to like really work our cardiovascular system, right. It's the, the, the expansion and contraction, mm-hmm. just like a muscle. So it really helps to reduce your heart rate. It helps yes. to reduce your response to stress. It's like all these different things. So my dad, who has an enlarged heart, I called him right away. I was like, dad, oh my God. I just, you know, I was like, you got to start taking cold showers, man. I was like, I can do the last two minutes. You got to take a cold shower. But I was trying yeah. to tell my dad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He's probably like,
0: "Go yeah, pound I, was, yeah <laughs> I was trying to fuck with him a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I really wanted you to talk about your experience and your first six months of being an entrepreneur. Cause we talked a little bit about that. Oh and Yeah. And applying some of these practices and it helped how it helped your mindset, because we're all going to go through hardships, right? Like there's going to be days you feel very motivated, but you can't depend on motivation, right? To get you oh. to where you want to be, right? To get you to, to, to start to change this altered state. So you talk a little bit about the things you had to do to maybe help or how you were trying to reframe or rewire your mind.
1: Yeah. Let me tell you something. Being an entrepreneur is not easy. Um, it was really, really difficult for me to go from working for someone else for a number of years to starting my own business. And it took more mental strength than I ever thought or gave, you know, gave credit to, um, you know, I cried, I cried a lot, a lot the first year. I mean, it was, you know, it was a roller coaster of emotions yeah. when, when the highs were high, they were high when they were low, it was brutal. And, you know, I'm, I'm so blessed because I have an amazing husband that was very supportive of me during that time. And financially we were able to, to, you know, ease through that, that whole year that especially that first year was rough, you know, we were able to live off his salary as opposed to, to, you know, good six figure paying jobs. Right. So it was, Mm -hmm. it was, it was a stretch. I mean, it was, it was an interesting uh, time in our life, but a lot of things happened. I think um, when you're forced to do well and you're under pressure and like a diamond, you know, you gotta be under pressure in order to shine beautifully. And I was under a lot of pressure and, you know, the pressure still exists from time to time. And that's a good thing. That's when we expand. So it hurts to be in the growth phase. It's not easy to be in the growth phase. You know, we're, we're meant to go through some tough times. We're meant to uh, expand and contract, like you said. And, and without that, we can't get to where we're going. So I think staying the course, it's always been about the why. And this is, this is really the basis of, of my coaching with my clients is, you know, why do you want to work with me? What is your why? If your why isn't strong enough and deep enough, it can't be your anchor. It can't be your grounding force. It can't be your guiding North. It has to be something that is so important and valuable to you to move you forward. If not, it's wishy-washy and you're going to fall. And so for me, my why has always been so deep. My why has always been um, this rock for me that has been, has provided the fuel for me to continue to keep moving forward. And I think that's the key for anything we do in life. You know, whenever we have a change, you know, again, when I started off, it was really centered around drinking and I still help people with drinking. I have an online course that's centered just for drinking called question, the drink for 30. And it's, that's the, honestly, that's the very first lesson I talk about is what is your big, why, if it's not big enough, you're, you're, you might as well throw in the towel now because it has to be your guiding north it's what keeps you centered and and it's like an anchor
0: so i agree i want to jump i want to jump in real fast there carrie because i want to go deeper on that because there's a lot of people and be like i hear what you're saying i don't know what mine is i just just don't i don't know so like where do we go from that like i've got interests at these things i care about but my my calling i don't know yeah
1: that's a different story so when I was talking about, there was two different whys in there. So let me go back and clarify the why on why somebody wants to change. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That has to be of deep value. Like that has to be strong enough to keep you moving forward. Knowing your, you know, quotes, air quotes here, purpose or calling in life that takes time. Mm. And, you know, I think a lot of people get stuck on that. My husband's in that situation right now. It's like, I, he's like, I don't know what my calling is. Mm. And, for his purpose, right? We all go through this, this phase I did too, but I'll tell you what I challenge anybody who's listening right now to say, you already do know you just haven't tapped into it yet. So one of the things that I recommend is to get really, really quiet and to know what motivates you. Um, for me, and I know this uh, neuro- neurologically. I know this to be true because I offer an assessment for my clients that we look at the cognitive behavior. We look at cognitive and behavioral and uh, motivating traits. And my what my highest motivator is to Im- for impact, impact and service. So for me, like that is my driver. If I know I'm going to create impact in someone's life, oh my gosh, that I mean. T- I'm done. Like that, that's all I need to do. If, if I know every single day I'm making one small, it could be the tiniest thing. It could be the, you know, tiny little mustard seed size, or it could be this huge, you know, breakthrough for a client. doesn't matter if I know I've made a little bit of an impact in someone's life today. My, I, I feel so good. I feel so good because that is my purpose. That's why I'm here. And that took time for me to really know that. And so looking back on my life, I think we can look, uh, everyone can look back on their, on their situation and say, you know, where did I have an experience that I thought was terrible or that it was, I was in a suffering state. And how can I turn that to, to be used first for good? Mm. Where can I find the blessing or the gift in this is going back to that. So that's the challenge for people is to, yeah. you know, look, look and find the gifts and the blessings and see how you might be able to define that instead of it being a problem, that it was an opportunity you know, I call them problem tunities. Like you think it's a problem, but it's really an opportunity for you to do something with it. We don't go through crap for nothing. We go through it for a reason. And it's up to you to figure out what the reason is. And sometimes it's just getting quiet, tapping into your inner self, you know, journaling, meditating. Most people don't do this work they think life just happens. Like it just, you know, it's like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. just, they're, they're part of the cause and effect. No, that's not it at all. It's up to us every single day to set our tone for ourselves, to set a daily intention for us to show up the best that we can be. As soon as our feet hit the floor, it's up to us to say, you know what? It's going to be a, it's going to be an amazing day today. You get to declare how you want your day to be. But if you wake up grumpy and you're running late and you're looking at your phone first thing in the morning and you're allowing your phone to dictate your day because whatever's on your phone, you've now allowed that energy to come into your world. And now that energy runs your life. This is how most people live. Mm-hmm. They, they set their phone to wake up to it, the alarm. Then they see an email or they see a text or they look at social media and it puts them in a crappy mood and they've given all their power. To the phone and it sets the tone for the whole day versus waking up and pouring into yourself by doing good daily habits that's what separates people who live with purpose and a calling than people who don't so if they're not already you know if if the listener if a listener is listening which hopefully they are then they can make the decision to say you know what there's some truth in that am i waking up and giving my power In my energy to something else, or am I giving it to me? And the moment that shift starts to happen and they start pouring into themselves, then they can have, they can clear out the cobwebs and the crap that's crowding their mind, and they can start to hear and they can start to listen and they can start to take a breather. And sometimes we got to slow down to speed up. And I think once that happens, then you're going to be allowed to hear the messages that are coming through because we've all been given this innate ability to have a gut or an inner spirit or our intuition, whatever you want to call it, the Holy Spirit, whatever your belief is. And for me, it's Holy Spirit. I I feel like i am talked to all the time. I feel like I hear, I hear like I get direction all the time, but I tap into it. Mm -hmm. I spend a lot of time nurturing that so I can listen and I can hear it.
0: Well, thank you for going in depth on that. I mean, I I start my day with meditation and and I echo everything you just said about the phone and you made a great analogy with your son. Right. And this is what like people don't recognize is it's irrespective of what it is in your life that like every day, every action you make is like a vote for like how you're living your life. Right. Every decision is a vote for where you're going to be in your future. So it's like, you have a decision our vote of like, I'm going to eat the donut or I'm going to eat the broccoli. If I eat the donut, I have, I have this consequence. And if I eat the broccoli, I have this consequence. And right. And so it's just this constant of making sure that your values and your self image are completely aligned with one another. And then you're taking the daily actions to see that mission fulfilled.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I just saw a post on LinkedIn. I'm a big LinkedIn girl. And there was a post, some guy put the other day and it was, um, you know, uh, both were like 55 year old men and there was the guy on the right was, you know, super fit, looked like he was 40. And the guy on the other side on the right was, you know, had this big beer belly, bald, you know, whatever. Well, you would never believe they were the same age. You wouldn't believe there was any, any sort of, uh, you know, similarities between these two guys. And there really wasn't except for their age. And just looking at them, you could tell what their daily habits and their choices were, you yeah. know? And, and I'll say this too. Oh man, I have not been the best when it comes to daily habits. As a matter of fact, I smoked my first cigarette at age seven and I started smoking cigarettes on a regular basis at age 11. And I smoked, wait for it, 37 years. 37 wow. years of my 55 years on on earth, I smoked. And that decision you know, in addition to other things, because um, trust me, I had my 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 stuff. But some of those decisions played a huge part in my life. And um, another one was was something as, as simple and stupid as laying out in the sun all the t- time and going to tanning beds. You know, uh, three skincare, uh, skin cancer scares later and three surgeries, two on my face with two nasty scars, like one runs all the way up, my forehead from skin cancer, that was the result of some of the choices I made as a teenager and into my thirties, mm. you know? So we we all pay the price for, our con- for the consequences of for our habits if we're not careful. This is why it's important to really pour into yourself. And it's, you know, th- our health is one thing for sure. That's important. It's like, we have to take care of our body. We have to, we only get one and what we put in it you know, toxin wise, we have to be so careful, like even not even drinking out plastic bottles. I mean, we have so much education with that nowadays, but also it's our mind. What are we allowing in our mind? How are we perceiving things? How are we dealing with stress and and overwhelm? If we're not careful, it does affect our bodies as well. And that shows up. So that's why I love talking about daily habits and disrupting them because that is the key to so much so much.
0: I, I, I agree. I mean, if anybody were to ask me, you know, like my, my favorite saying I stole from Jocko Willink is, you know, discipline equals freedom. Yeah. I mean, I like it's, that. Just, it's just like, and if you just apply that to anything in your life, everything will be taken care of. If you have yeah. discipline, with your finances, your health, your physicality, your spirituality, your relationships—like yes. it'll work out, right? Like it, it'll be fine. You know, Carrie, one of the last things I wanted to ask you about, because I know we're we're running up on time here, is I just wanted you to touch a little bit on um, the importance with your relationship with your husband and um, how yeah. that and how that give you a little bit of stability or in your life, which I'm assuming that it did. You've been married for 33 years. Um, And, and I just don't get to talk to a lot of guests that I know that have been married for that long, but I think it's so valuable and so important to hear your perspective Uh, on how that's helped you.
1: Thank you. Well, first of all, I'm married to an amazing human, um, who has provided so much stability in my life. Wasn't always the case. Uh, three years ago on our 30th wedding anniversary date, um, not on the date itself, but that year, I told him I wasn't happy in the marriage and we actually went through f- five months of hell together. Um, it wasn't, I wanted a divorce. I just didn't want to be married anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was out of love. I was falling out of love with him. always loved him, but you know, it was, it was a really difficult time and it's really difficult to talk about it even today, but we choose to, we both talk about it openly because we know this is a common thread and honestly, This is uh, going back to like, I was allowed to go through that experience with my husband so that I could be in a situation now to help my clients coach my client that I'm working with, with their spouse and the issues that they're going through. So I can help them through that time. I'm not a marriage counselor, but you know, I do, I can coach them on how to show up for their partner, how to have the communication that's needed. That compromise is just a complete bullshit term. There is no compromise. Somebody loses marriage is a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and being honest with your feelings. And it's okay. It's okay for us to feel a certain way. We need to explain those expectations that aren't being met. And that is really the crux of almost all marriages that end up having problems is because the communication isn't there and the expectations are not being met. There's expectations being placed. So we had to really fight through that. You know, it took five months and, you know, we just had another another little go around just last weekend and it came to the surface again. And you know what? We were in the middle of it and I said to him, there's a gift here. There is a gift here. And we found that gift. It took, it took a it took a day or two for us to find that gift, but we found the gift. And so my message is if you if you are with somebody that you said yes to and I do too, and that that sacred contract of marriage, it's so easy to throw it away. And it costs a shit ton of money to do it. The harder thing to do is to sit in it and work on it and have the tough conversations and be honest. And if you get through that, you'll be stronger than ever. And if you're just grown apart, then that's, you know, that happens too. I mean, not every marriage can be saved, but I'm a big proponent of marriage, but it does come down to being honest. It comes down to, again, the expectations and just showing up to what you need. You know, sometimes you can't expect your partner to do something. If, you, if they don't understand what it is that you need, you got to be able to have that open communication. I think that's what's missing. You know, we get very complacent, especially if we've been married a long time. We just think, you know, we become roommates at best. Yeah. And that's when it, that's when it gets really bad. So, you know, before you get there, have the conversation. It's not easy and it's painful, but it's worth it.
0: Totally agree. I tell my wife all the time. She tells me I'm weird all the time. I said, Hey, I keep it interesting.
1: Yeah, there you go. I like weird. <laughs> I like weird. <laughs> I think weird is good.
0: Yeah. She's like, this is not what I signed up for. I'm like, Oh, but you did. And yeah. it keeps you entertained. Um, yeah. No, but I appreciate you sharing that because it, you know it's like anything, right? It's about the work you do the work. You understand where the growth opportunities are. You lean into the pain and you come out on the stronger side, on the other side, stronger. Uh, And it doesn't matter if it's sales, if it's business, relationship with your kids or your spouse. For me, I think that life is all about, you're going to continue to repeat patterns and to understand what the message is and you're willing to accept it, surrender and grow from it.
1: Yeah. Um, That's the whole key. If you, if you can take away and grow from the experience, then it was all worth it in the end. Right. It's it's really, it's about what, can, again, what can I take away from this? Even like I said, when we are in the midst of it, you know, this is, this is kind of like a new level when you, when you're in the middle of something perceived as bad. And if you're already saying there's a gift here, I just need to find it. You'll always find it.
0: Yeah. Well, totally. You know, we, we,
1: we, we find what we're searching for. And the thing of yeah. it is, is we have to be, we have to be so cognizant and the awareness is really it. Awareness goes back to like finding your purpose and fulfillment. If you're feeling the stirring in your heart, like what, why am I here? What is my purpose? What is the fulfillment I'm looking for? As long as you start to have those internal questions and then you ask the right questions because our brain is like better than Google. If we ask it the right questions in a certain way, not like, how am I going to do this? Those how questions get you tripped up every time, but instead of like, what would it look like if I was able to do this or you know, who do I know that I can ask to help me with X, Y, and Z to get to this next level? Like, as soon as you start to take those, those actionable steps of questioning in a deeper level, and you have that awareness and you sit with it, you get quiet and you pour into yourself, the door starts to open. And you know, the other thing too, and, and then I'll, I'll end this is that working with someone like a coach or somebody that you trust is so valuable. Mm -hmm. You know, people are like, oh, I can't spend that much money. Well then, no, I guess you shouldn't. Because if you're looking at it as a spend, you're already losing. You have to be okay with investing in yourself. Whenever you work with somebody, you pour into you, it is an investment in yourself. And I'm sorry, there is nothing better to invest in than yourself. 100%
0: can't can't echo that enough and people know I'm here because I've had it you know little promos and stuff that I do some sales consulting for people um right but like and I've been a top performer every place I've ever worked in sales last year 37 had a sales coach because I'm like you know what I mean? I, I got to keep going, man. If you don't yeah. have a coach, you shouldn't, you shouldn't trust that person if they are a coach, you know, it's that's like,
1: right. They're always going to find blind spots and they're always going to push you and they're always going to find ways to make you better. And that's what a coach does. Yeah. You know, a coach is always going to like, I describe myself to my clients is like, I'm the bumpers in the bowling alley. You know, I'm there, I'm there to kind of push you back and center to keep mm-hmm. you going straight so you can hit all the pins. That's what I do. That's exactly. I'm there to guide. I'm there to support. I'm not there to tell you. I'm not there to correct you. I'm not your mother. I'm there to, to support you and guide you for you to hit your target. But I can see all the way down that lane. They Mm. can't, they Mm. can't, they can't see the blind spots. So just like my very first coach that I told you I worked with, and he said, Carrie, I think you're going to be a coach someday. And you're going to start your own business and you're going to share your story. And I was like, no, no, and hell no. He saw something in me that I didn't and couldn't see. And I remember I couldn't even record myself on camera. Um, And we had a private Facebook group and he would have me record live, uh, like my answers and my homework. And I was like, I can't do that. He said, no, you're going to do it. That's how he built my confidence. And I remember doing one video on my way to work. And I said, you know, you've been training me To do this and i have to tell you i'm starting to actually like it that's what got me out of my shell that's why i'm good on camera now this is how i can i'm able to speak in front of hundreds of people because he built my confidence so much that i have no trouble speaking in front of anybody i have no trouble sharing my story and being very raw and vulnerable and you know even my poor husband he's such a good sport you know dragging him through the mud with me about like hey you know i wanted to leave you and all this i mean it takes a big man. It takes a, a strong 100%. marriage for me to be able to say this out loud and publicly and share yes. it openly. Yes, but that's where we are. That's that's the beauty of of having this type of relationship now is we are so confident and strong in who we both are and together as a couple. And you know that's what it takes.
0: Well, I appreciate it. And I think everybody else does listening because you know what? We're all a lot of us are all going through it, right? We're all going through the same shit. It's just that yeah. some of us are more authentic or transparent than others. And those of us that are like yourself, we need to have a lot of gratitude for because we can learn through your pain, your struggles and what you've gone through. So we don't have to go through it, right? And so that's the beauty of sharing. And that's why a lot of us want to want to serve and we do want to give, we want to share information. So all the, all the shit we went through, like you can avoid it, you, you know what I mean? You can take <laughs> you can can take a different route.
1: And if you can't avoid it and you end up going through some stuff, embrace it and just keep telling yourself there is a gift. There is a blessing. There is something here, a learning, a setup for something else. There's something there for you, for you to know and for you to be able to take away. There is, you just got to trust it.
0: Totally agree. Carrie, where can people uh, find you if they want to work with you?
1: Graytonic.com, G R A Y that's how you spell. Listen, gray is spelled G R E Y. A lot of guys spell gray with an E, but mm-hmm. in the United States, gray is primarily spelled with an A. So it's yeah, just graytonic.com. Mm-hmm. I have all my information on there. And also gray drinking.com is my other website. That's if, if anybody's interested in knowing if you're a gray area drinker, there's a great quiz on there. I have my other course on there, which is just wonderful. And, um, it's $97. It's like so reasonable and it's will change your life awesome check it out yeah I, well
0: we will post uh, both of those websites in the show notes if you're watching us on youtube or you're listening to the podcast just go down to the show notes hit the link and go check out carrie what she has to offer and working with her uh, i think you provide a tremendous amount of value anybody's gone through life experience out there being vulnerable um you just you have a different type of angle that a lot of people won't come from So I'd really encourage people to go look at working with Carrie. And thank you so much for your time and being here with me.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. It was so much fun.